today is Wednesday, April 14th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Calm, the number one mental wellness app. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm sure you've heard by now that yesterday morning, the FDA and the CDC announced that they've hit a bit of a snafu with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and they've put a short pause on administering it for the next few days. During the pause, the CDC Advisory Committee will review six cases of a rare and severe type of blood clot in people who received the vaccine. I should note that this is six cases out of seven million doses that have been administered. The clotting occurred in six women between the ages of 18 and 48, and they developed the illness within one to three weeks of vaccination. People who have taken the J&J vaccine are advised to alert a doctor if they develop shortness of breath, leg pain, and headaches less than three weeks after being vaccinated. Dr. Fauci and the White House gave a press conference yesterday where they announced that the pause will not have a significant impact on the vaccine plan in the U.S., there are still enough doses, and that the pause is necessary so healthcare providers can be aware of how to recognize and treat these rare reactions. Just to give some perspective, the Lancet Medical Journal found that 20% of people who get COVID suffered from blood clots. The police officer who shot Dante Wright and the Brooklyn Center police chief have both resigned. The officer who shot Wright is Officer Kim Potter, who has been an officer for 26 years and is a former union president. I mean, resigning was really the least they could do. Protests are continuing in Minneapolis, and the city instituted a 10 p.m. curfew last night. A new phase of the Derek Chauvin trial began yesterday, with the prosecution resting their case and the defense beginning to call their witnesses. The first two witnesses were a retired paramedic and a former police officer who testified about a 2019 incident involving George Floyd. The defense asked the former officer, Scott Creighton, about an incident where George Floyd was a passenger during a traffic stop, where he said that Floyd appeared anxious and nervous when the officer asked to see his hands. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that cops routinely shoot black people at traffic stops. The former paramedic, Michelle Mosang, was summoned to the police precinct to care for Floyd after he had been arrested. She testified that that day, Floyd told her he had been taking some form of opioid, multiple, every 20 minutes. The defense also called an expert witness named Barry Broad, a former police officer with almost 30 years of experience who was a use of force expert, who testified that Chauvin's use of force against Floyd was justified and that he was acting with objective reasonableness. When questioned by the defense, he also said he did not believe that handcuffing Floyd while in the prone position is considered a use of force. However, when later questioned by the prosecution, he amended this statement to say that the position could have caused Floyd pain, so therefore it qualified as a use of force. He also said police officers don't have to fight fair. They're allowed to overcome your resistance by going up a level. The defense also played new body camera footage from police officer Peter Chang. He's the officer who arrived to back up the first two officers at the scene at Cup Foods before Chauvin and his partner even arrived. The point of the video was to show that the bystanders gathering around became increasingly vocal and were very aggressive, according to Chang. A third witness yesterday was Shawanda Hill, an associate of George Floyd's who was sitting in the backseat of his car when he was arrested. She testified about his demeanor before the arrest and said that he appeared happy and alert and he offered to give her a ride home, which is how she ended up in the car. However, she testified that Floyd fell asleep in the car before they left and that she kept trying to wake him up and that he was asleep when the cup food store clerk first approached their car about the $20 bill. The defense is expected to move more quickly than the prosecution and to wrap up their case by Thursday. President Biden and Vladimir Putin had a phone call yesterday. 
According to readouts of the call, they discussed potentially holding a summit in a third country to discuss a range of issues, including the tensions in Ukraine. I'm sure you won't be surprised that Biden was the one to suggest the summit. In the call, Biden reaffirmed the United States' commitment to Ukraine's sovereignty and to keeping its territory. In other words, get your troops off the fucking border, Vlad. Meanwhile, there's no word on whether Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has heard back from Putin yet. And this whole thing just kind of seems like the diplomatic equivalent of ignoring someone on text while posting on your IG story. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Calm. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. For listeners of this show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash morning. Again, that's C-A-L-M slash morning for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. So add calm right into your routine, either before or after listening to the morning announcements. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.